Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. And I know you all might be saying to yourself right now, like, what's going on? He just dropped an episode like three to four days ago. Something must be happening. What the hell's Nick doing? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing because I kind of forgot to score JJK season two on my uh, on my fall review episode. But as it turns out, I had already had plans to talk about JJK season two, the Shibuya incident arc um, as an independent episode with our good friend Miles is back to talk about JJK season two, the Shibuya incident arc. And he's here right now. Miles. Hey. What up? I'm back. You're back. How you doing? We're here. Still here. Still selling fake doors. We're still here, man. Still selling them fake doors. Ha yeah. Ha happy New Year. Even though we're happy, happy New Year indeed. We're a yes. couple. We're like two weeks into it, but you know, it's never. I, I mean, I got a Happy New Year one time in March, and I was like, what? I was so taken aback from it. The lady. The lady at when when I used to work at the mall, late one of the janitors there was like, "Hey, happy new year." And I'm like, "Uh, it's it's damn near almost my my birthday. What the hell do you mean happy new year?" And I was like, "Uh, uh happy new year, I guess." So, I mean, there I, there has to be a there has to be a hard cut talking off. about Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year is February, I think. No, this was like in March, dude. Yeah, this was like in March. No, that's not appropriate. She no. should feel bad about it herself. Well. There has to be like that. a cutoff line, right? Like, what's the cutoff line? Like, maybe two weeks? Maybe? I think it's one week. Two weeks is inappropriate. I mean, <sighs> you and I haven't, like, talked talked in a while. Um, So I think it's appropriate for us. Yeah. But if you're just, like, in the wild, like, seeing some random human being, and you're just like, Happy New Year, and it's February 15th, like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I feel you on that one. I'm not, like, I, I think I stopped saying it. Uh... I stopped saying it to strangers, like, maybe the second day, maybe January 2nd, I'll stop saying it. It was like, uh, or, or like people who were like, um, you know, like, uh, so I get, a, uh, I get a lot of deliveries to my store. So if, like, I see my delivery, like I saw my delivery man, like, uh, like, like January, like third or whatever, or fourth, I'll say happy new year. Cause I know I'm going to see him again. You know what I mean? It's like shit like that, but I'm not, I'm not saying anything to any random stranger any any honestly any day after january 1st i think i stopped saying happy new year uh in college like in general <laughs> new year sucks dude like it's not even really a good holiday for being honest no i mean uh i mean i know we're supposed to be talking about jjk but sometimes we like to get personal here i think it was like the first time since covid that i actually went out went out and stayed uh like I, I, I we went i went over to the boy uh, went over to the boy's house and uh you know we uh had a good time played a couple games and uh you know uh watched the ball drop which was weird because we watched it like on like youtube tv and like there was a delay so like we're on our phones and we're like oh it's it's happy new year but like the the tv was like 40 seconds like behind so like i thought that was pretty funny something <laughs> new but like ever since covid happens it's like okay we can't fucking go outside and celebrate new year's but yeah i agree it's a little bit of an overrated uh maybe the most overrated holiday um there is i say this side of flag day yeah this um, side of flag day you know you want to hear something really weird actually so like i i learned this and i swear i'm 
in my head, I kind of like twisted myself and was like, did I make this up in my head? Like Lauren and I haven't been going out for New Year's Eve for a long time. Like even pre COVID, we just kind of got tired of the crowds and like the stupid, like if you're going to go out to dinner somewhere or something, you get like a weird New Year's Eve menu. So we yeah. just started like this tradition of, we would make like a cheese plate or something to munch on. I'd mix up, you know, a stiff cocktail or two and we would accumulate a list of movies and we would just sit in and watch the movies. Yeah. And we've gotten to the point where we're like, we haven't seen the ball drop in a hot minute because like, we just take it as an opportunity to hang inside or whatever. Um, but last year I swear sitting out here, I'm on Pacific time now. So the ball drop is technically 9 PM Pacific time. Yes. And I was awake for it, even though Lauren hadn't fallen asleep at that point, which is hilarious. <laughs> like you fall asleep at like three, nine. <laughs> yeah. I watched it on youtube tv last year and we were with some friends earlier this uh or not earlier but like on new year's eve this year yeah. in our apartment complex and they logged into our youtube tv and they were like oh we want to watch the ball drop i'm like oh well, yeah they play it they delayed that shit for three hours here they play it on a delay really so that, like we're yeah so at nine o'clock we're watching at six o'clock and we were like uh what do we what do we do here? So we just all hugged or whatever when the ball dropped. <laughs> even, on, even on Pacific time, like Eastern time, New Year's Eve still it's somehow reigns supreme. supreme. Yeah, of course. It has to. has to. Um, so now that we got all that, all those pleasantries out of the way and all this mumbo jumbo out of the way and, you know, rekindling old lands on and all that shit. Um, second season of JJK, man. Wow. Like, it was a journey. Like, it was like, a long journey. I mean, like, honestly, twenty-three. We were talking about of... it every week. I can't. I can't remember the last time that was the case with something. I would say out of like the twenty-three episodes, I think like nineteen of these episodes, like my jaw was on the floor because <laughs> it was just like it was like okay, how can it like how can you trump yourself every week? How can you get better every week? And that's what the show that's what the season did, dude. It, it kept getting better, but I think the thing that was ridiculous and like so prior to us hopping on, I wrote down it started airing in like September. It was airing forever ago and then there was a couple week break uh, after the hidden inventory stuff. So like even though it was 23 weeks, it ended up being closer to like four total months. And obviously it ended before the the year ended or whatever yeah. but like i i was zooming through like okay like what are the bullet points what are the big things that happened and i'm sure we'll go through all of them but there came a point in the middle of it where i just started listing off battle after battle after battle after battle and i was like just reliving like it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction in the moment how crazy the season was it was nuts the number of like they just kept raising the bar of crazy shit happening to end an episode of just like, wow, uh, how are they going to get out of this one? Or is this person dead or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how to follow up on that. Like, yeah, they did a they did a, a tremendous job and. They I mean, they kind of just they, they kind of just go right into it, which is like the best part, in my opinion. It's like, okay, like, uh, like, they have all the pre-stuff, you know, like, talking about the, you know, if if we really want to dive back into the beginning of things, like, we can, but I think the beginning is, like, a perfect setup for, like, 
what had happened in this Shibuya incident arc. Um, we can talk about young Gojo and, you know, um, you know, the whole young first... Young Gojo and young Ghetto. Yeah, and, and like, the first, like, six well, episodes and, like, all that set up. But it's, like, that's your... Like, that. Like that's not even your appetizer, man. Like, that's your, like... That's like your that's like your cocktail. That's like your pickies. Like if you go to a wedding, that's like your okay. I'll have like this little sausage, or that's like your cocktail hour. That's not even your, your hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, that's your hors d'oeuvres right there, man. Like yeah, it's good, but like we got the appetizer coming up. We got the freaking you know the pasta coming up after that. The main dish, the dessert. Like this, this was like a, this was like a five course like meal right here. This 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 season. So, I, I asked you this at one point, but I, for the life of me, I can't remember what you, you answered. Did you watch Jujutsu Kaisen Zero before or during the season? Uh, I didn't watch it before, no. Okay, I didn't watch it before either. Yeah. I, like, when they started talking about, and granted, there are some things that happened in the season, but when they started talking about Yuta in, or Yuta in the middle of, uh, the season or whatever, I, I was like, okay, I screwed up, and then I had read online that it was canonical to it. So it's like, for anybody who either hasn't watched the season, I mean, don't listen to this episode because we're going to talk about spoilers, but... But still you listen watch... to every other episode we put, I put, we put out, <laughs> all right? Well, go, go, yeah, go watch everything and then listen to this episode. But, like, you should watch Zero because, like, there are some heavy-handed, like, references to that movie in the season and in the movie like it, it is canonical to the storyline but hidden inventory i think those episodes i think there's five of them five or six of five them, or six said. yeah I, I watched each of those episodes multiple times because i didn't know what i was expecting but like getting that backstory where gojo isn't like a god and ghetto is not like a bad guy I, like i loved it I, I don't know about you but that in spite of everything, that might have been my favorite part of the season. I just really enjoyed it for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, it's just young. It's young Gojo and 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 and, and young Ghetto just like doing like like doing good like semi good things, really. Well, it's interesting because it's so the backstory of it is it's ten years prior to the main story starting. So yes. I think like the, the actual timelines and everything is, is that Hidden Inventory is 10 years before the main storyline of season one, and then Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is one year or so before the before main, the main storyline story of season one. You get young Gojo and young Ghetto, and Gojo has the... He's got the limitless technique where he can't be touched. So he's still basically invincible. Uh, you can't like hurt him. And he's got the attraction, I believe, ability, but he doesn't have the reverse ability of red. Like, he can't repel things. Yes. He hasn't, like, put that together yet. And then Ghetto, you find out, is his, like, his boy, his best friends. They, they, they don't interact at all in season one. So you really don't know. You can sort of tell he's, like, someone of importance that used to be a human user slash, like, Jujutsu Sorcerer, but... You don't really know their backstory. So I think that that's super interesting. And they introduce a bunch of things that, to my understanding, are, are kind of very important to the main storyline in terms of the, 
what is it? It's like the Star Vessel and then uh, yes. Master Tengen, Master right? Master Tengen, yes. So I think it like it works really well two ways. One, it introduces things that are canonical to the main storyline based on the things that I've read. But also, and I guess we'll talk about this in a little bit, like there are seeds of things in that part, like that prequel element of it, that end up being super important to the Shibuya incident, in particular Toji, uh, who's, um, what's his name, Megumi's dad. Oh, yeah. What did you think of his <laughs> oh, character? Yeah. Um, he, he, Toji's like, how, like, how can I word this? He's like a lovable piece of shit. <laughs> like yeah. like pre like pre because there was that weird like there was that weird like uh like and we'll get to it later but like when he mm, how, how am i gonna word this i i guess this is all spoilers we're gonna be spoiling shit here all this whole episode but like when he comes back like when he's the, when he's fucking takes over that dudes but when they try to when they try to hey i got I got this guy's power and he's super strong and he goes, Oh, you fucking thought you did, and he comes back and takes over that dude. Um I thought that was like a pretty cool, like, you know uh like how am I gonna word this? Like I think that showcased how fucking powerful Toji is. For him to be dead have a piece of his what? What it was? Would they have a piece of his flesh or a piece of his DNA or something? Was it the dude who summoned him? Something, something like it's that. Funny. When I, yeah, and then he's like, "I'm Toji now," and he was like, "You, you fucking thought you were, dog. You fucking thought you were. You're, you're, you're mince me now, dude." Well, the the reason that he's such an interesting character is the same reason that he was able to take over that like random jabroni that like the old lady turned him into Yes, is that he doesn't, he's not a curse user. He doesn't have any curse energy. So there was some kind of, I watched the language a couple times or read the language. I should say like in terms of how they translated it, but generally speaking, he, because he didn't have any curse energy, like the way that that spell apparently is supposed to work is, is that when the person runs out of curse energy, it wears off and they turn back into a, a pumpkin or whatever. They yes. back into like the guy that it is that he was. Yes. Toji didn't have any curse energy. He did like it <laughs> kept going until he decided it was done. So they they go on this mission. They get like the the Rico girl um, who's supposed to merge with Tengen Sama, yeah, and then Toji the rolls up. Oh, dude, Toji bodies Gojo like literally oh, kills yeah. him. Oh yeah, um, and. Then of course kills the Rico girl. He he bodies Ghetto, and then Gojo comes back. And Gojo's like God mode when he comes back. He learned how to do the reverse curse technique, which mm -hmm. is like how he heals himself. And he learns red, and obviously kills Toji. And then that's kind of like the end of the hidden inventory thing. I think is it's obviously a good jumping off point to get into the Shibuya incident, but it's very accurate to how the show works, which is that like it, it's comedy and action and epicness and like young sort of panache but wrapped in this sense of dread that i think is really interesting like the way that it ended with their buddy that was friends with nanami dying and ghetto going off like kind of on his own mm -hmm. and becoming a piece of shit villain he's the main villain of jujutsu kaisen zero 
it just felt very fitting. No, I mean, I, I can't, like, I, I can't even argue with any of that, uh, what you put down. And I thought it was a really, I think, I, I thought they did a really good job, like, um, you know, with the only, with only this, the, the six episodes that she was there, I thought they did a good job of like, um, like making you care for her. Like, it's like, okay, like, oh shit, she's fucking, her brains just got splattered all over this fucking place. Like that. Oh, Rico? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like that fucking sucks. So I thought they did a really good job loading her character in that, in that short amount of time. Yeah, for sure. But it also, uh, it also, it also leaves us with one of the best gifs out there with, uh, <clears throat> with Gojo flying through the air and his, his big ass smile and his fucking just like, um, just in bliss while he's in the air. I thought that was pretty, uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, he's floating like Blimpy Boy up oh, there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he, he's flying fancy free, free for sure. Like, I don't know, it's the the whole thing about the show, maybe this is, like, a good place to put a pin in it, is that there's, there's like, two ways, and I know that your feelings on Hunter Hunter, like, you're not really a big Hunter Hunter person, I'm and not. I love Hunter Hunter. Um, and one of the things that I like about Hunter Hunter is, like, that it over-explains everything. It, like, uh, it tries to make it scientific instead of just being, like, oh, like, anime magic logic. Jujutsu Kaisen does that with the techniques and the curses and stuff, but there's so much of this history around, like, the, you know, the star group or whatever, the cult that, like, wants Tengen to evolve into whatever it is that he's going to evolve into, and, like, there's all this backstory that is just there that they touch on, and they're like, this is here, but they let it float out there, and they don't explain away some of the the magic of it they just kind of let it be out there where it's like this thing that has a little bit of mystique to it and i think that the that whole backstory was really valuable in that sense like it it left you with more questions than answers while also like and then the the fact that it took a couple week break before getting in back into the main storyline like the main canon mm -hmm. uh i thought was also a nice touch yeah and i think what the uh, to 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 add on to what you said about um like like story building and world building, they do a really like I, I, I do like the tech I do like the, the approach they take and hey, you know <clears throat> here's what's going on with the Zenin clan. Like they may or may not be awful people, but we're just gonna leave that there for now. And we're gonna revisit yeah. it later. You know what I mean? And yep. you, you, we can we can talk about it once we get to that part because that's later that happens later in um, this season. But that's what the show does. Like, you like really honestly outside of I mean even Yuji is like like him he's good but like it's like okay like this dude like has to die because he's got fucking the the fucking baddest man or the baddest demon around possessing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, uh, I do. He, you see that with, I forget the name of the guy, the guy with the sword. <clears throat> I'll look it up while I'm talking here, but, um, 
uh, Atsuya Kusakabe, the guy that's with Panda the entire time, like, yeah. the way that he ends it, he's like, hey, if you're like on this guy's side after this, I don't know that I'm with you, man. And you just see the destruction, and it's like, it's hard to, even though he, he is the main character, it's hard to come back and uh, really buy in on thinking that they're not justified in wanting to kill Itadori. Itadori but yeah. To, to swing this back into, like, the the rails of the storyline, there's two things that, like, when you exit the hidden inventory thing, one that I thought was a really neat touch uh, is at one point, young Gojo goes up to young Megumi, and he's starting to, like, talk to him about something. And uh, you know that I speak Japanese. I, I studied it when I was over there. Uh, so hopefully this isn't, like, appropriating when, when I say this, but... Uh, Megumi interrupts him and says Betsuni, which basically means like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, like or I, I don't care or whatever. And uh, the way the hidden inventory thing ends is Gojo's taking a nap and the the main three kind of wake him up and they're like, "What are you smiling about? Or what were you dreaming about?" And he says Betsuni, which like I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was a cute little kind of very subtle callback. What did you think of? Um, again, I'm gonna look her name up while I'm uh, stalling here. Uh, Yuji's uh, Itadori's girlfriend or whatever the girl that liked him from high school Yuko that was just so random yeah I felt like that like 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 uh, why did that like I feel like that has to come back eventually but it was just so random it was just so random she um so a she's his type which is hilarious yes uh, you get the backstory you know tall fat ass like the whole thing um you get the story that she was like a little pudgekin in high school but yes. obviously she hit puberty and like got super tall i, I was kind of waiting the whole season for her to come back because i had always assumed that because she lived in tokyo and tokyo literally became a ghost land that was yes. like a literal battle zone sort of towards the very end of it. I thought she was going to show back up and he was going to have to save her or she was going to get some kind of like death and, and further spiral him into depression or whatever. Like I did think that was random, but it was interesting. That's the only romance that I've seen in the show to the point. Yeah, it was just so, it was just, like, I don't know, it was just so out of place. I thought it was fine, because it was, I think it did happen in, like, the first episode. Like, they have their day off, like, nowhere wants to go to the movies, you know, Megami's doing his, or no, uh, uh, he wants to go to the movies, nowhere, or, uh, Yuji wants to go to the movies, nowhere wants to go shopping, and Megami's, like, doing Megami things, whatever. So, that felt like the old, like, not the old times, but, like, the goofy shit that they used to do. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe it was just, like, a nice, like, okay, here's the goofy shit. We're getting the goofy shit out of the way before shit hits the fan. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> shit, I like shit hit the fan shortly <laughs> after that, because I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, like, there is one other romance that they sort of touch on in the show, and it's between uh, Muta, who is Mechamaru, and uh, Miwa, the, the blue-haired girl with the sword or whatever. So you find out pretty much it's either at the end of that same episode of like it's like that or the beginning of the next episode that mechamaru is the mole that's been feeding ghetto and mahito information yes. about like what's going on at the high schools yes but you find out that he does 
Like, what did what did you think about his reasoning? Like, did you like uh... if he had gotten if he had gotten away, if he had survived, which like spoilers, he's, he's fucking dead. He's dead. But like, would you have forgiven him or like empathized with him at all? If it if it looks like a rat and it smells like a rat, <laughs> and it's a yeah. rat, dude. He's yeah, he's gnawing on cheese, but like, I can't. I guess I can't get, like, too mad at him because he... He was, like, he got fucking Gojo you know? trapped! He sort of did, I guess. But, like, he was living in a bathtub. He wanted to get out of the bathtub. Like... It... Uh, you gotta be smart enough to know these people ain't... They're not fucking good people. They're not gonna keep their promise. I think he knew that, but he was just trying to... He figured he could get away, and I don't... There was a point in the battle where he was, like, hiding, and they were like, where'd he go? He could have just, like, run. Uh, 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 I don't know. Uh, my personal opinion... Like, my personal views is that he, like... Rat, He's dude. a rat. He's 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 like, I get it. Well, then, like, in that sense, he got what was coming to him. Like, I guess... I just thought his Gundam power was pretty cool. No, personally. that fight was cool. The Mahito and, uh, and Mechamaru fight was, was, was severely well done. Yeah, that was neat. It was like, uh... They, they worked a mech into the anime, but, like, not in a permanent kind of way. Mahito is just, like, crazy powerful or whatever. But that, to your point, it, like, kicks off the whole thing of the Shibuya incident, which, like, you learned from last season, they have this thing called the Prison Realm, and they, their whole goal is to lure Gojo down and put him in the box, basically. So, I thought that whole scene was interesting, like, of him saving all of those people. Yeah. But I just... He he got got like pretty easily if we're keeping it honest. So this is what I thought while watching it. And mind you, all right, uh, I I haven't read anything ahead. I don't know. I, I I've heard tidbits. Like I've seen like for the major shit that's been going on. I've seen like the panels and shit. But I don't know mm -hmm. what people's objectives are throughout the story at all. I've not read that far ahead. For me, it felt like he got himself trapped on purpose. That's just my opinion. I don't mm -hmm. know why he'd want to fucking do that. Maybe it's to test. Maybe it's to test Yuji. I don't fucking know. But for him to go, for him, for him to get caught that easily. It's just it was just very, very sus, in my opinion. It was too many things that needed to come together at once for it to happen. It was like the fact that um, the guy Ghetto, like it's the first time in the series that they they see each other, like in the main series, obviously in the main storyline, because he thinks that he's dead. He buried him or whatever, and he's kind of like frozen in place. 
So you could be right. I don't really know. But that that whole thing, it happened. But so I had a buddy come and visit us uh, a month or two ago. And I kept telling him about Jujutsu Kaisen. And the way that I framed the show was like, what if the only thing holding together society, basically, and like preventing everything from from just spiraling into pure darkness is this Superman-esque character? And what if they took Superman and they put him in the box? Like, he just couldn't <laughs> get out of the box. And it's a really, when, when you boil it down to that as the common denominator, it's a really compelling story because that's literally what the whole thing is predicated on. Yeah. Is, Gojo is so much more powerful than everybody else. And the thing that the show does so well, like you see it in the first season when Toto and Itadori are fighting um, Tree Man Hanami. Yeah. And how strong Hanami is. Gojo gets his hands on Hanami. I mean, like, he he hit him with hollow purple from, like, across the universe and basically, like, burned him in half at one point. But... He got him, like, it was, like, multiple episodes where they just couldn't even make a dent in this guy. Mm-hmm. Gojo got his hands on him for, like, 15 seconds. Thanos Washed him like a bug, dude. Yep. Like, like Green Goblin said in Spider-Man 1. And it's so ridiculous how much more powerful he is. And at one point, too, we'll talk about this in a couple minutes, Jogo, the fire, um, the unregistered special grade fire spirit... Yes. He he bodies him in like episode like five. Jogo is unbelievably powerful. Yeah. And like the fact that Gojo calls him weak enrages him and he is weak compared to him. The show does such a good job of there's there's like tiers of of strength levels, but the distance between those tiers, it's not like Dragon Ball Z where it's this progressive like you know, I get stronger and, and beat the big bad boss and then we're happy and then a new big bad boss shows up and beats the shit out of us and then we train and get better. It's like, no, there are insurmountable gaps between certain characters' power levels and everybody else is just kind of like hanging on for dear life. Yeah, it's like uh, you, you kind of get to the point where it's like, okay, we can't we can't count on Krillin and Yamcha to do anything. We got to call in fucking Goku and Vegeta to get things done. It's this rotating thing, though, with yeah. with DBZ characters, where it's like actually, if you look at the way the patterns work, it's Piccolo shows up and puts on a valiant effort and then gets beat, and then Vegeta shows up and puts on a valiant effort and gets beat, and then Goku shows up and wins, or Gohan shows shows up and wins, or whatever. But Gojo gets sealed, and that sets the tone not just for like the rest of the season, but like you have questions about what happens for the rest of the the series. Like, yes. What, is he going to get out? I didn't. I thought maybe he was going to get out at the end of the season. Obviously, that didn't end up coming to pass. But a bunch of other things happen, and and the storyline sort of like branches out into like two or three different directions at that point. Yeah, um, there was a lot going on after that. Yeah. So uh, all the the next things, like I'm just working through like a bullet list, of like writing down no, the no, stuff no, that no, I remember. No, so, you're fine. So, Feel free to interject if, like, you remember anything. But, like, the next main thing that I remember was, like, how much I love Nanami beating the hell out of Haruda. Like, when... Because he... Haruda's a piece of shit, dude. Like, what a garbage character. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, the, the guy with the hands, with the sword coming out of it, that just kind of goes around and, like, picks on weak people. 
the Nami gets his mitts on him and like beats the ever living tar out of him. And I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, he shows up in that shopping mall and he goes, Yo, man, like you're still gonna you're still gonna do this? And he's like, Yeah, of course I'm still gonna do it. Oh yeah, watch. Watch it. And he uh he takes yeah. he takes him the he takes him to pound town. <laughs> he does. I'm trying to remember so at that point, while that's going on, I think um Nobara is is there because she's fighting yes. him. Nobara's there. I yes. remember there's another female character, I think there. I don't think it's Maki. Um, I think it was that blonde haired woman. There was like a there was like a blonde haired woman there at one point. Um it uh no, I don't think it was Maki. It it might have been Maki. I don't remember in all honesty. But Novaro is definitely there. I feel like hold on, I'm trying to look up right now who it possibly I think it's been. Akari. Um Yeah. Nobara Maki yeah, because yeah, there okay. was three people there. Maki there. The Akari, she's a auxiliary manager at Juju, uh, the Tokyo. Juju yeah, Akari, Park. Akari. Yeah. Okay, because I, I was thinking of, not... I was thinking of Arta, but Arta comes in later. Yeah, so they're there with him, and yeah, like he he takes them to Pound Town, like you said. Meanwhile, when that's going on, is it's Itadori, Megumi, and. Uh, I forget the name of the guy with the the do rag, um, or the the sock cap on his head. Takuma Ino. Okay, I thought you were talking so about their fight with. Uh, I thought you were talking about their fight with Jiro. Mustache man. Oh, you know what? Yeah, they fight. That's thanks for bringing that back up. Like, there's a bunch of little fights that happen. Like, yes, Itadori like fights some random curse spirit like to just show like how much stronger he's been like they basically throw like jobbers at them as they work towards the center of like where everything is going down what but yeah they fight mustache guy yeah and i thought that was good um, i thought that was good character development between him and megami because it was like yo megami like this is what i think's going on and megami's like yeah i think this is what's going on as well and it's like they showcased like okay what was it they're not it was like they're not supposed to hit as hard as they could like that was his like that was the the answer was like they're supposed to hit this guy but not as hard as like what they're supposed to hit him at. Yeah, so, um, so I thought that was pretty neat. But that guy, mustache guy, was with uh he was with those the people. The old woman. The old woman, yeah. So while yeah. that's going on, uh the guy with the sock hat, uh Eno, is up there and that's when they they resurrect the homie Toji, yes. and then Toji takes him to Pound Town. Yeah, they take so- they take Sockhat out. Yeah, did they ever confirm that he's dead? I think they said he. I think they just no, they never confirm it. He's. I think he. I thought they, they said he was incapacitated. Scene. Yeah, I thought they said he was incapacitated, but I I don't really remember. Yeah, so I I think those are the only two main kind of veins of things that are going yeah. on at that point. So the, they branch off and then I forget exactly what happens, but Megumi, I think takes that guy back to get healed. And then it really, yes. Out. Yes. So next thing that happens is Itadori versus Choso. Um, awesome fight. The older brother. Yeah. That, what a great fight. Great animation. Um, that was like a whole episode, wasn't it? Yes. 
Because they get into they get into it and they get into it in the bathroom as well. And like just that bathroom scene is fucking insane. Yeah. His power is really interesting too. I really like the um the blood projectile. Mm-hmm. And like it's hard to tell though, like so he's the quote unquote o- older brother of the cursed womb death paintings of uh Esso and, and Kechizu, which they they yeah. fight at the end of last season. Season season one, excuse me. Um so he has this vengeance thing where he wants to kill Yuji, but like, is he a human? Is he a curse? I, I can't really tell. Um, I, I, I don't think they ever do. I don't think they ever dove into it. I think he's a curse, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. I, Cause I thought they, like, so here's the thing. I don't know. Like I, I I remember reading up on him, but I don't know if they talked about like what his deal was in the season or from me reading off Wikipedia or Jujutsu Jujjkpedia or Wiki Wiki yeah. whatever you know what Jujutsu I mean. Jujutsu Jujutsu Des- like, yeah, like JJK fandom. Gaps. Yeah, there's weird gaps on this website. Yes. Um, it's not they they sort of touch on what the first womb death paintings are like that's that's one where the details are kind of like spoopy and loose and you just kind of live with it but that fight was awesome yuji loses of course mm-hmm. and uh what what did, what did you think about and then they so give him then, a, obviously and then they give him a snack <laughs> they do give him a snack and then uh Sukuna kind of scrambles Choso's brains. Yes. So what did you? I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like he's not really a piece of shit. I don't think he did anything wrong. <sighs> well, I I literally just I literally just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, you said you said <laughs> cool. Sukuna. He scrambles Choso's brain, and I feel bad for Choso because, like, he's, to my knowledge and to, like, what I'm seeing, he he hasn't really done anything wrong. So I think, no, absolutely not. But I also think that we're, that we are jumping the gun a little bit with everything. Did we skip something? Uh, We might have, because after, because you're talking Sukuna's coming back. So as soon as as soon as Sakuna comes back, he meets up with uh Jogo. Right. There's something right. Okay. pretty important that happens before that. Right. So 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 that happens. That's in one vein though. So while that's happening, you're talking about the battle with the Dagon, right? Yes. With old with, with old lobster head. Yeah. He's a, I don't with know old, if he's a squid with or old Zoidberg, an dude. He's Zoidberg, dude. He kind of That's is. what it was. <laughs> um, I'm falling to you. <laughs> oh, man. I can sit here and quote Zoidberg all day. But yeah, so like, I'm going to be honest with you that like, I never really even put together that Dagon was like a thing because he was just sort of that little weirdo that was trailing. Like, he was a cursed womb too, I guess. Well, the funny um, thing is you go into it and it's like, okay, they're going to fuck this thing up. Because you have three of the best sorcerers, like, 
going up against one little squid billy. Yeah. With Maki, fucking Nanamin, and, um, well, you don't know much about, um, you don't know much about, I'm pulling up his name now, uh, Nobito. You don't know much about Nobito, yep. but you find out real fucking quick about Nobito. Real fucking quick. Um, but then you find out real fucking quick of how good Dagon is, or Dagon is, whatever you want to call his name. Dagon, I don't, I don't know. Well, so, like, Hanami getting squashed, I guess, pissed him off, so he powers yes. up, he Super Saiyans, and yes. becomes Zoidberg, yes. and immediately gets a donate uh, domain. And yes. his domain, and this is, like, two episodes, so it's, like, a good call that he... He has, like, this weird beach thing where he can just like summon the power of the ocean i mean is his powers is op where he can just summon an endless barrage of like horrible sea monsters sea critters so like i guess if sea critters yeah so he he pulls initially there's three people that it is that he's fighting so it's nanami maki and then yeah nabito who is one of the um one of the heads of the zenin family so he's not Maki's dad. He's Maki's uncle. Um, so, I mean, they're in there with him for a while, and they get fucked up pretty bad. Yep. And, like, they, they're basically, like, it's a wrap. And the only reason that it's not a wrap is that Megumi comes after, I guess, dropping off Sock Hat. Yes. And his his incomplete, like, this is where this gets into, like, the sort of mystique and mystifying element of things and where it can be kind of almost annoying but also okay because like overthinking it's not that bad of a thing but basically like the fact that one domain exists within another like cancels out the automatic hit effect so yes. it allows them to get their shit together and basically they're holding their own and in in trying to escape then everything sort of comes to a head at that point where suddenly these different storylines that had diverged start to reconverge. And the way the episode ends is Toji's like dead body or reanimated body coming through the hole it's and great. stopping them from getting out. It's, it's great, so good. Though. It was it's so good. So great. Just him with that, with that shit with that shit eating grin coming up from yeah. that fucking hole. Like so funny so good the amazing thing too and, and this is why this is when it gets into like another thing of these worlds colliding is that's that's megumi's dad and he's got no idea he's got no you idea know that because he's got no idea and he's so powerful and this goes back to the thing that i was bringing up before of like how they just will spend entire episodes of, like, showing characters struggle against a certain character to establish, like, yeah, this guy's not a bitch. And Toji rolls in and just absolutely, positively eviscerates Zoidberg. Yeah, he go he goes up to Maki, says, gimme that, takes her fucking, takes her stick, and proceeds to beat his ass. Beat Dagon's ass. <laughs> And the cool he, thing, and, and like the 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 thing behind that was, is like he, like he was, I wouldn't say hypnotized, but like I I guess like he was here to fight the strongest, like 
to try to, to fight the strongest like person like that he could find and lobster head just happened to be it well he he rips that stick like a it's like laughing cloud or dancing cloud i forget exactly yes uh, something cloud i remember that rubs it together to make it sharp and proceeds to beat him to death but like so that thing had like the stick was like a three part or a tri tripart staff. Yes. I went back and watched this to just make sure I wasn't misremembering it. He stabs him through the head in the yep. front with it. Yep. When he's trying to fight back, he takes the other one that's sharp and stabs him on the side of the head. Yep. And then when he's still trying to fight back, just beats him to fucking death with the one that's not sharp. Mm -hmm. And then he dies. And it's like just what an unbelievably stupid thing. Uh, that that occurred there but it was an awesome fight i loved like the beach aesthetic i loved his power i love like nanami holding his own um and that all happens but that's like so that's the end and when it really starts to ramp up so the domain dissipates and so toji it's the toji aftermath they have to deal with yeah they have to deal with the toji which aftermath. i thought was interesting so you brought this up, like his whole reason for existing was to go after the strongest ones. I, I thought personally, like I thought Naobito would probably be stronger. Like I thought of all the people that were there, Megumi would not be the well, strongest one. Yet. I think, so here's my theory behind it. I think because of how much battle damage they had taken beforehand, like you have to realize mm. like Naobito lost an arm. Not yeah, not Nanami's got like bitten up and he was like I'm pretty sure he was like inside the mouth of like one of these fishes, you know what I mean? Megumi was just yeah. Megumi was just there, intact. Little damage from the last battle with mustard with mustard. With mustache mustache man. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like where's the power where's the power level at? Like in the grand scheme right. of things, like yeah, full strength, like yeah, now is probably number one. But where they're at in that in that time of that like that time of reference like it's it's not it, it, it it's not unfeasible that megami's like he's like okay i have to go fight you now you know right, that's just my right. theory no i i can live with that logic um and the other logic is that it's the storyline so they oh yeah of course yeah. the hell they want to do so this is when the, all the storylines, like, they, they start intersecting, but now it gets really, like, knotted up. So now, to your well, point, well, like... Well, Megumi leaves, and, like, you have, like, a big sigh of relief. It's like, okay, like, we're good. Yeah. And then... Jogo rolls in, and <laughs> abs he, he eviscerates, you know, what you think is all three of them. So, like, at this point... He he blows up Maki and Nalbito, and you you don't know if they're dead. You don't know what's going on with them because um, you don't see them again. But Nanami gets the same treatment. Yes. Although you, eventually Nanami comes back in. Yes. Um. But like you take that and put it to the side. Jogo then goes to where Sukuna is. is now back awake and and slaps yes. those uh those fingers in his mouth and Sukuna reawakens. Well, I so, don't, I don't think. Jogo didn't put the fingers in his mouth. No, the 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 two the sisters put the fingers in his mouth. How many did they put in his mouth? I'm I'm pretty sure they put a lot in his mouth. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they shoved a shitload of fingers down his throat. Oh wow! Because yeah, I'm misremembering that. Because because 
when Sukuna awakens, those two are the first ones he sees there, and then Jogo runs in a little bit later. So like they're bowing down, so they're they're bowing down the Suka, uh, Sukuna, and like he, li- I mean, he listens to what they have to say. Like he, like, like I forget what like what his words are, but like he, like he listens to like what the one girl says, and I think like Herdeman was like, you have to stop so and so, and like before she can fucking finish her statement, she fucking gets. Is the, is the, does the first one get her head sliced off, or does she get cued? She gets, she gets her head sliced off. So she gets her head sliced off. So then, they, so it's like, oh shit! And like, it's it, it was like an oh shit moment, but it's like, okay, I really don't care about these two girls. And then the other girl flips out, and then you just fucking see her like turned into fucking like mincemeat, like not even mincemeat. She gets, she gets, she gets cubed up, and then Thanos snapped. She's done, gone. Yeah, so I'm reading on here. So it was this way. Um, Nanako Hasabi and Mimiko Hasabi approach Yuji and force feed him one of Sukuna's fingers they had collected. Jogo then appears behind them, scaring them away and proceeding to force feed him the ten fingers they had collected. Okay. Because, like, so they, they did have stole, the fingers. Yeah, they stole the fingers. They stole the fingers, yeah, from the warehouse at Tokyo. That was like the whole reason that, yes. that they were running... Um, whatever it was, uh, the, the diversion with Hanami and everything from season one. So, yeah, he, he Thanos snaps those girls, and again, glad that I watched the movie, because then at least like I knew who the hell they were, and like why they had uh, loyalty to Ghetto. And then, yeah, so Jogo basically asks for Sukuna to work with them, and then that, like, this is when, to me, so everything that had happened to this point was like, okay, that's crazy action, and whatnot this is when it started going off the rails where i was like oh like they're they're trending towards like society collapsing yes um so jogo and um sukuna fight or basically he's like if you can hit me even one time i'll do i'll join you and your buddies and i'll do whatever it is that you want to so jogo as you remember from season one he's like the master of fire uh they're they're shooting through the sky firing fireballs at each other at one point sakuna's just like oh yeah like i do fire too and it's like uh like like, slice and he's just like nah i dabble i dabble in fire and it's like his dabbling is like better than jogo of course um they're melting skyscrapers in the middle of tokyo like melting them and at one point like sakuna's out there i forget exactly it's like some kind of meteor technique that jogo has but like he appears before the remnants of Ghetto's people, I'm trying to remember, they're all kind of generic Ghetto's, like, Yeah, former. the minions, yeah. Yeah. Um, LaRue, like, they give them their moment in the sun, but they're, they're out there, and they're about to fight the sword guy and Panda, and then Sukuna shows up, and he's just like, hey, this storyline that you didn't really care about, it's, it's fucking over now. You stand still or I'm going to cut you in half. That, that's exactly what he li- says. He says, don't fucking, basically, don't fucking move or you're done. And then, or, or no, he says, don't move until I say you can move. And then you see fucking Panda, like, just about to shit his bricks. And then he says to move and they're fucking out of there, dude. Well, so I'm sitting here and I remember there was, like, a big criticism that I had around like the early DCU movies around like I, I 
enjoyed Man of Steel the first time I saw it, but then I was kind of just like, the whole world is like ending in this, and then like people are just expected to go back to normal in it. And it's like if you're, if skyscrapers are falling in a movie and it's supposed to be rooted in reality, like what are we doing here? Yeah. So it's like I'm watching this and I'm just like, okay, this has to be the climax where they're like burning down skyscrapers, and of course, like Sukun is the main baddie, so of course he he wins, but you're starting to sense this thing that's happening where they're just killing off the special grade spirits. It's like, okay, maybe they're just like cleansing this storyline and uh, moving on to the next one or whatever. But it's the fact that it just kept getting crazier from here that I think I'm, it's going to live in my mind for like a while. I don't know about you, but this, this to me was kind of the turning point. Oh, you mean just in general? I thought you were going to keep going. Well, so... Well, I mean, like, I I mean, Sukuna Sukuna beats Jogo, and then out of the biggest troll move ever, he fucking reverts back to Yuji, like, if he sees Shibuya, like, in fucking shambles. Oh, no, no. You're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let 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 me rewind and reiterate. He puts everything that he's seeing and everything that he's done into Yuji's memories, like his memory bank, to like show him like, hey, like this like this is what you're dealing with now, bro. Like I- No, but you're still hopping ahead. There was one other main fight that happened. So it's like they're burning those skyscrapers down. So meanwhile before Are we talking about May May? No no. Well May we didn't even talk about May May. I don't know what her Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. She's She's uh, let's just say like the, for the sake of for the sake of story like she fights this fucking thing that Ghetto sends after her but like she's like she's behind the scenes like saving her ass thanks to the Japanese yen declining in the stock market. Her power is tied to like how much money she has or some yes. shit. I, yes. I don't really know it. But what I was what I was alluding to is that um so Megumi, after we kind of like brushed past. Oh this yeah! Too. Oh yeah! Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So Megumi has like a nice moment with his dad and doesn't even like realize it. Where it's it's so clear how much stronger Toji is than him. Um, but Toji's memory sort of like breaks through at the end when he realizes that he's about to like kill his son uh, and asks him what his name is and realizes that he didn't get sold off to. to to the Zenin clan. So instead of being uh, Megumi Zenin, he's uh, Megumi Fushigoro, which is, of course, Toji's last name, right? And then yeah. Toji kills himself, and it's like, uh, what the hell was that type deal? Um, so, hold on, I've got to close my door here really quick. So, from there, the I don't remember exactly how they end up, like, facing up against one another, but he's he's struggling in that one jabroni shows back up that Nanami beat the hell out of Haruta, and it sort of just skips forward where I guess Megumi had summoned Maharaga, which is like his ultimate his his trump card and the thing that I guess is the quote unquote technique, like the main power that they had been trying to get in the Zenin clan when it's so bad was like this ten chimeras technique or the ten shatters technique. So it's the main one that like no one could stop. So all of that happens, and then Sukuna comes across that thing. Oh shit! I completely forgot about that fight. That's right. 
Well, it's, it's important that because like the, that's because that's the thing that summoned to like take out. Like, wasn't that like the anti, or that was the like to take out the 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 the, the Satoru clan or the Gojo clan? Yes. Yes. So. So that yeah, that fight. It, holy shit. Yeah. Exactly. So it's what his title is: Eight-Handled Sword Divergent Stila Divine General Maharaga. Um, it's it's the most uncontrollable shikigami of the Ten Shadows technique. So it's like I forget exactly. I'm gonna read while I'm talking here what its power is, but it's like it's immune to certain things. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember exactly like what this thing's its adaptability. Um, is its power. And it's like, it can't, at a certain point, it just, like, if it gets hit by something, it, like, adapts to it, and then it can't be hurt by it anymore. Yeah, and that's, and then, it, but, but that kind of, it kind of doesn't play an effect against Sukuna at the end of the fucking day. Well, he has his thing, his, um, what's it called? His, his technique is Malevolent Shrine, I think, right? Yeah. So that thing, that's when it really devolves into, like, madness, where he summons that, and that's when that enormous hole in the middle of the city actually comes to pass. Like, everything else was on fire, but when he actually uses his his overwhelmingly powerful technique, that's, like, the, I think, the crux or the, the crest of all of this, uh, where he he kills it or he sends it back to the shadow realm or however that technique works and uh then he he brings itadori back yeah and then that's when he starts claw, clawing at the ground and the opening starts playing which i know that's like some people had some people liked it some people didn't like it i i, I was okay with it I thought it would have been funnier had they played Lost in Paradise. <laughs> had they played Lost in Paradise while he's digging at the No Lost in Paradise as he's fucking like realizing that all these people are fucking dead. And you're there and like you think like, okay, like that's like that's it. This show's over. And then Mahito shows up and it's like, yo man. I'm still fucking here. Yeah, well, so the, all that crazy shit happens, and you're just like, holy shit, like, the city's ruined, like, there's no, then you, like, look at the name, and you're like, oh, I guess this is why they, why it has a name, the Shibuya incident. incident yeah. It's like, yeah, in, incident's not really the term <clears throat> that I would have landed on, but that's fine. So, then, of course, yeah, to your point, it kind of gets into the final sprint the to the end, run, where yeah. it's like... It's like one fight really that has like four or five rounds. So the boy Nanami shows back up. He's he's looking like two faced from Dark he's Knight. He's literally like looking like Harvey Dent. Yeah. Like he's he's not looking good. Uh and long story short there, he gets got. So he gets blown in half in front of uh, Itadori, which yeah. is like the first thing. So that sends him into a rage. So like Round one is those two just, like, fighting and beating the shit out of each other. And, and Itadori does a pretty good job, I think. Um, meanwhile, like, the coup d'etat... I don't know, like, to you... Would you say the whole thing with 
Nobara was like the biggest shock of the season? Like, what would you say is like um, the, the thing that shook you the most or that you didn't see coming? I mean, honestly, oh man, my probably top two would be uh, would be Maki getting lit up and then probably the Nobara incident. Because those are two, like, I mean, I mean, Maki, like, solidified. Well, and then number three, we'll get to it later, but I think you know where I'm going with number three. Um, you don't find out until the last episode, but, uh, like, Maki getting lit up, it's like, oh, shit. Like, she was a pretty self, like, self-made character at that point. Like, she was pretty well-developed. But, like, Nobara, right. like, you just, like, that's, like, that's one of the big three. You know, that's one of your big three. Right. It's like in any other show, if they killed off one of the three main it's, characters. It's like, unprecedented. It's, it's actually, it was literally unprecedented. Now, granted that, like, you don't know. So, obviously, they're Well, fighting, at the time, they're then, like, holy shit, she just got her fucking brains blown out. Yeah, Nobara shows up. And actually, in the anime, I, lo I looked in the manga, it's quite a bit more graphic what they, they show in the manga oh, and what they showed in the well, they have TV to, show which sadly. is like yeah which is fine like I it was a bit much I think like a bit of overkill but it's like I wrote here like death question mark of Kugisaki because you just don't know like they don't not only do they not confirm it like they give her a whole death scene and they they button up like her backstory and it wasn't that deep um but then that the first year from Kyoto shows up uh Arata, and I guess his power is like healing. So he kind of non-committally, like almost annoyingly, is just like, hey, like she was dead, but brought her back, but she's also probably still dead, but maybe not. It's like, yeah, okay, it's like, very, like, what are we doing here? Okay. So yeah, that was a very like, you're, uh, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so your boy Toto shows up, and I mean, you were kind of waiting for him to show up the whole season because he. Of course. It's always interesting when you watch an opening and you see all the things that happen in the opening, um, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for that to happen. And you see Itadori and Toto fighting Mahito, like, in the opening, and them clapping and him using, uh, what, what is his power? Oogie Boogie? Oogie Boogie, yeah. So you see that in the opening, they're fighting. Oogie Boogie. Um, yeah, and Mahito does the, like, this is why his character, I think, is, like, annoying to a degree that, like, is in a way that, like, I'm okay with it being annoying. It's like, I'm all for characters that you, like, hate their fucking guts. Um, because I think that the the Darth Vaders of the world, where it's like, oh, they're a bad guy, but, like, they're kind of a badass, so I kind of like them. It's like, no. When you, like, see a villain and you legitimately you're just like, I cannot wait for you to get what's fucking coming to you, dude. But he, like, evolved in the middle of the fight and turned into some unstoppable force so like he he hits toto and toto loses his hand and yeah, it turns into like a fucking android pretty much but i think that i think it happens before that where he like he uses his domain he gambles and it works and he toto basically has to cut off his own arm yeah and because of his power of like clapping is how he uses his power it's basically that's like the end of his power i guess yeah. Although he gets one or two more in, and all of this rigmarole sort of eventually results in Itadori beating him. He turns into an android, to your point. He turns into, like, perfect cell for some 
reason that's like inconclusive. And then like, what did you think about like the wolf uh, rabbit thing? I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a good like self-representation of where Yuji was as a character at that point in time. And like how much the tables have turned on Mahito as a villain. Yeah. Yep. So all that happens. Um, and then, of course, so what's his name? It all comes full circle. Yeah, uh, you think Gato it's. You, and then once again, you think it's fucking done. He's going to blow Mahito's brains out. And then old, old, old Brainhead shows up and goes, yo, man. Yeah. I got. We kind of breezed through that, too, of, like, brainhead of, like, they just kind of, like, floated that in there, and you're like, excuse me? Like, so you're just, like, you're a brain in the head? That's what this is? Like, that's your move? Um, so brainhead rolls in and reveals himself to be some person named Kenjaku, right? Yes. Who's, like, a fucking so, ancient, like, curse or whatever it was. I don't know what you thought of that. I found that to be really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, when they when they go, it's me, and then everybody's like, "Oh shit, no way!" It's like, okay, good good like, build but, up, like, I guess. I I don't know, I don't know. It's not meaningful to anybody. Yeah, it was not meaningful at all. So that happens, and like, I'll be honest, I didn't really think the last bit of it was like very interesting. Yeah, it was on. Um, it was on. Like, you've already blown your whole load there. It's like you introduce Brainhead. Like I feel, I thought I thought the show would have been fine if it ended with like Brainhead taken like uh, I'll just call him Mato from now on or whatever like Mato taken fucking Gojo and piecing out you know what I mean instead of having another drawn out fight not drawn out fight but it's like okay here's this ice woman and like she's gonna fuck everything up like your brain it's like they they brought all these characters back like Pan, well, like, like Pan, yeah like they brought like Panda's there. And the blonde, and sexy blonde haired ladies there, and you have this group of like twelve people, and it's like you can't like they're not they're not gonna fight him because they're frozen, and he's just like okay I'm just gonna fucking leave. Basically, he's just exactly. It's kind of just like what was the point? Yeah. So they roll out, and then that's kind of it. Like they they spend the whole last episode. Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. They throw a lot at you after that, though. That's the other thing. I enjoyed, though, like, I did go back and rewatch a little bit of it. I I thought it was pretty interesting how they showed that hole in the middle of Tokyo getting bigger. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, well, well, the one thing we didn't touch on, which I liked was um i i think it was when mahito was like running away or like dur- like during like those episodes they showed like the progression of the city from the point of view of like the regular citizens right so like it was like the news reports going on and like the news reports going like oh there's some shit going on in shibuya and then these monsters showing up and then you had like people inside their house, like watching the news, and then getting fucking eaten by these cur- like by these, um, these like cursed spirits and shit like that. So I thought that was a pretty, pretty cool, um, like a pretty cool approach to one of the, like, it, it, it was basically it was basically like ten minutes of bullshit, but like I thought it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, it was interesting. Um, it was a I nice like approach. how they did that. Because they, they did it, and granted, we didn't talk at all about the voice acting stuff and, like, the animation Mahito's voice Mahito's voice actor was fucking phenomenal. I thought he did a fantastic job. He did. He was, the whole, all the voice acting in that show is great. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I have no idea when they're going to pick this back up. It's just everyone kind of, like, dropped up. Just like, oh, Colin game. Like, that's meaningful to anybody who hasn't read the manga or, like, knows what's going on. But they spent the whole last episode just setting all of that up. And then, like, what's-her-name showed up. Uh, the teacher from... Or I guess she's not a teacher. What is it? Yuki? Uh, Dutcher's favorite character, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, she rolls in and... Like, you don't really know what's going on there, but, like, the way that it all wraps up is that, he like, Ichidori's out there, Tokyo's fucked, uh, she's out there and is asking, like, saying, like, I gotta go see Tengen, um, Gojo's still sealed, and then at the very end of it, like, Ichidori walks into the middle of a bridge, claps his hands, and a bunch of spirits jumps at him, like, it just ends in kind of like a really weird fucking they leave you on a pretty big cliffhanger with that and then fucking uh they go uh, like the like the G, like the JJK fucking like the main headquarters are like okay this is what we've determined we've determined that um that ghetto is still alive ghetto's fucking still alive so we have to take him out we've determined that Satoru is a fucking rat. Satoru Goju like caused the yeah. caused the Shibuya incident. He's a fucking rat. I forget if they said he's supposed to be killed, but I don't know. I don't really remember that part. I don't remember. They just say unsealing him is like a crime. Oh yeah, attempting to unseal him is a crime. Um, Itadori like is like his sentence is back to being like he's going to be executed. Um, and then what was the other one? There was there was like one more. Oh, and um, what's his face is is set to be executed as well. Fucking um, fucking. Well, Yuta is is set to be his executioner. Is like the thing. I think, no, 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 no. I'm talking about um. I'm talking about um. Shit. What's oh, his principal? name? Yeah, the principal. The principal gets executed. Yeah, Mas- Masamichi. Yeah, he he gets uh hit with the fucking executed as well he's canceled yeah, yeah. He's, they fucking cancel him um cancel but, culture comes for all this but the one of the things that kind of goes on notice is they're showing flashbacks and they show fucking um they show fucking um god i'm, I'm trying to find him right now on this uh da, 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 da. They, they show fucking sake or whatever his name or salmon the guy who can only talk oh, about food yeah, uh, Inumaki, Inumaki yeah. they show his fucking arm is like just missing and it's like what the fuck happened yeah, so well, that's so that's like the interesting thing where they, they leave it off where Yuta is his, his executioner and he's like he, he cut off Inumaki's arms like I'm, I'm gonna kill him and hey it's like I didn't even know that happened like I didn't see that happen, so like, or I don't remember it happening. So it either happened off screen, or I just have a baby brain and I can't remember it. But like, they leave it off where it's like Yuta's like 
built up to be this protagonist. Like, he was the original protagonist of the show, and now he wants to kill the actual protagonist of the show. So, like, the question... They don't... They, they, don't, like, they don't say what happens to Togi's arms, do they? Or Maki's arms. Did they? Yeah. Like, he, he... Literally, Yuta, like, shows up to the little weird... Uh, the Jujutsu, like, the leadership or whatever, where they're behind the little screens, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, anything that I say, you're not gonna trust me, but, like, I'm gonna kill him because, like, he cut off Unomaki Senpai's arm or Senpai's arms. Oh, you're um, talking about you're talking about Yuji. No, Yuta says that about Yuji. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yes, yeah, so Sakuna probably fucking chopped off his arms. Is what happened. Yeah, and I'm saying like, yeah, I don't yeah. remember seeing that happen. No, that it, definitely that that definitely happened off screen, which most likely means we'll probably get that scene. If I had to guess, we'll get that scene in the calling arc. Yeah, may have. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. When you go through this list of, like, characters, so it's like, Principal Masamichi, he's like a criminal. Gojo's sealed. This Kusakabe guy got fucked up. Like, don't know what's up with him. Uh, the the driver, uh, how do I say this name? It's Ijichi. Um, that's like with them from the beginning. He got stabbed. God knows if he's still alive. Ieri is out there. Uh, Nita, I don't remember what happened to her, but I think she got away. Yuji's out there. Megumi's out there somewhere. Like, I don't know. He got his ass beat by Maharaga, and he was unconscious, so you don't really know what happens to him. Yeah. Nabara is presumed dead, maybe, maybe not. Maki, like, burned to a crisp, maybe not alive anymore. Inumaki, arms ripped off. <laughs> Panda, like, Monkey. I think he was okay at the very end. Like, yeah, he monkeyed out, I guess. Yuta comes back. Um, like, when you go through all those characters, Mechamaru's dead. Uh, Toto, like, said that his power goes away. Like, Nanami's dead. Like, you just, when you go through this list, you're just like, holy shit. Like, they just really cleared the deck on this and are leaving it open, I guess, for characters to come back that like obviously Yuta's coming back there's the third year that they sort of touched on that's like out there somewhere it's just a wild way to end it like yeah they do not keep characters around and let them get stale he he fucking claps and you know they they come out of the ocean and that's it that's how the episode ends yeah well I don't know like obviously Yuta's coming for Itadori and he's objectively much stronger like gojo says multiple times like yuta's as powerful as i am um so like in a one in a mano mano like yuta wins but i do wonder because at the end of zero which presumably is around the time the main story starts yeah um gojo rolls up on him and i think the other guy's name is like miguel or something um yeah miguel they're in like Africa somewhere chilling out and uh, you don't know what they talk about. Like you presume that it has something to do with this. So maybe Yuta doesn't want to actually kill him or maybe he does. And like nothing this show does would surprise me, but it was truly, it was a bit of a, like they brought it in for a landing instead of like trying to climax in the last episode. And it was just, it was a lot, man. It was a lot to digest. Yeah, it was pretty, it was it... Like I said, man, like 19, like, like straight episodes of fire, like crazy, crazy, crazy. 
sir. I'm going to miss it. I don't know when it's coming back, but I can't imagine. There's no set date for the calling arc. Uh, Probably next October, if I take a guess, but God only knows. Well, it's two years in between season one and two, I think, right? Two years and some change. Yes. Because I was still living in Haddonfield in New Jersey when season one was coming out. Yeah, I think Um, so. Let me see. Right here, details. This came out in 2023 in July. Season one came out in 2020, October 2020. Jeez. So right where, you know, COVID so like two and a half years. Was, was peeping, yes. And we ideally, the calling game will come out probably at the end of next year. So 2024. Five, maybe the beginning of next year. I don't know. Guess we'll see, dog. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'll override, though. Yeah, and it's like, okay, let's. It's like, what's next? You know, like, what's Mappa going to be doing next? Are they? Are, are they? Are they going to be able to sleep? I don't think so. I think because I think they got. Um, I think they have a whole bunch of new shit coming up. Um. Or maybe I'm wrong. I thought they were going to do Chainsaw Man again, but I haven't heard shit about anything with Chainsaw uh, with Chainsaw Man lately. No, nothing on a season two, nothing. So, I don't know. We'll I, see. I gotta get back on Chainsaw Man manga. We'll see what happens. Because uh, I know it's, it started back up like a while ago, but I haven't yeah. read any of like the part two stuff. But yeah. Yeah, between them and UFO Table, like... Just crazy animation out there, man. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. A lot of good shows out there right now, and a lot of crazy shit. Um, so, what? I mean, I guess we'll get into like the like not the nitty gritty, but like the the pleasantries. Like, what were your thoughts on the opening and ending? I didn't like the opening at first, but I ended up. Well, a there was no opening for the first like six episodes. Yeah, that I really remember i think it usually just like went it nah is that true i don't remember the opening um i liked the ending of the first six episodes like that whole little yeah um, it was nice hidden inventory premature death arc i did not like you are my special at first, yeah but I, really did I wasn't a big it. fan i i didn't it didn't even grow on me sadly it, it grew on me i kind of liked it i thought that it was like uh i thought it was like relevant and i felt that it was like the right vibe of yeah. just showing the very darkness of it all i don't like the ending it's hard to follow up um what's it lost called the from paradise. season one yeah it's hard to follow, yeah, it's, lost it's the hard paradise. To follow that up yeah okay i think um I think that's it you know you uh we touched on the animation you know even with mappa's problems i thought you know, I, I felt like like a couple episodes here and there were like, um, you know, not not. I thought there were like some like okay, like it's clear it's clear as day like these people were fucking struggling during this time. But I thought at the end of the day, they you know they did a really good job. Um, pay your fucking people. They Mapa. did the best they could. Yeah, they did the best they could in the shit to the shit fucking uh, you know the shit that they were dealing with. But uh, I thought they did a great job. Um. Yeah, like I said, I did not. Uh, I I had this on my um, I had I I didn't have it on my uh, fall review episode because I 
one i forgot but it's good that you know we're talking about it now um it's great i i think i think i have it as a 10 on mal um and i'm I, like i'm giving it like a like, oh, man i don't know i th i'm gonna give it like an eight nine in the grand scheme of things i think it was fucking i think in the grand scheme of things it's it's one of the man it's it's tough to put it against um the other three seasons i think like all three seasons or all two seasons whatever like but i i take the different arcs as well um have all been like phenomenal like right now my enemy list has it at an 8.8 an 8.89 overall so for 320,000 users to have this show i mean like i think that like speaks numbers to it um as to how good it it's is it's one of the best seasons of a show that i can ever in a minute yeah remember. i mean you look at season one season one's coming season one is at 8.8.62 and you got 1.5 million on it so i mean it's like it's definitely it's definitely you know great for for what it is like it's it's phenomenal yep. is, is it I'm a good you, is it a good show for like now, now, here I'll, I'll give you a follow-up question before we wrap things up because we've been going for a for a pretty decent time. Is it a good show for a starter, like the starter pack? Like, would you put it in your starter pack show of somebody who wants to get in the anime? No, no. Okay, it's too much. That's see, see I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. It it is a lot going on. If you're gonna start someone on. Uh... I'll tell you, I'll tell you a show that I've considered to to put in my starter pack of anime, and it's a newer one too. I would, I would Go say, on. I would say, Spy Family is a good starter anime to watch. Spy Family is a great starter it's, anime it's, to watch. It's it obviously, easy, it's easy, it's simple to understand. Um, I, it's not like uh, there hasn't been any. Uh, there's no fan servicing at all. Uh, I mean, unless you want to consider your and her fucking dress as fan service, but I think that just adds to like her character as a whole. Um, you have Anya who has like cool power, so like I think kids like it, like if you're looking at like six, seven year olds can like have some relation to it watching it as well. And it's just like a cool like mystery action like sci like I, I don't want to say sci fi, but like mystery action anime that I think anybody can get into. Yeah, like my sister, I mean, like my sister's trying to watch it right now. She just can't find it dubbed right now. That's funny. Yeah, is it what? I don't know if it is if they have a dub of it or not. They do, really but you have to have like I think you have to have like Crunchyroll and she. I, I told her I told her to check it out. I think it's on Hulu or like Netflix or something. But yeah, but I think I, I would put Spy Family into my. Along with uh, it all depends. It depends yeah. what you're looking for. I think that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, of course. Like, are you looking to? Are you looking to have someone like it's easy for me as someone who's been watching? Like I watched Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z growing up, so it's like just devouring that slop over like a long period of time, where it's like you know three episodes of people like powering up at one another. It's like as a young person. I kind of became uh, attuned to that, but there's also other there's like shonen style anime out there like Samurai Champloo or Cowboy yeah. Bebop or yeah. 
thing, uh, you know, to, I guess, a lesser degree, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, things that, like, have a set number of episodes of it's a show and it doesn't go on forever. If you're into that, this sort of, like, arc-based shows, then I think it's it's hard to not have Naruto and Bleach on there because, yes. like, they're very progressive arcs with different characters that you can get behind and, and you know, watch their progression over a long period of time. There's a time leap in Naruto. There's Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, I think even though those are getting dated at this point, they're very good. Um, and they're still, like, really good ways to ease into these shows. But... It's things like with Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, um, and some of these newer wave shonen anime. Like they're very self-aware of the genre and like the downfalls of the genre of like shows being too long and going on forever, like a One Piece. So it leans into those same sort of tropes, but I think you have a different level of appreciation for them if you've gone through watching, you know, a hundred hours of like the chimera ant arc in hunter hunter where it's like please for the love of god just make this end even though i'm invested in it you know yeah yeah it all comes down to what you like and what you want and that's okay yes sir good at good at good at um yeah, I think that's it. I think we covered all our bases. Uh, the only thing I would say is that you got to finish Dr. Stone, which I thought season four was probably oh, is arguably one of the best. Arguably, I would say it's my favorite season. Uh, that's how good it was. Um, so you should finish. You should catch up on Dr. Stone because I think the yeah, final, no. final season's coming out. Uh, and I would say watch Free Ren. Free Ren's fucking awesome. Soundtrack is unbelievable. Um, I know I got a bunch of other, uh, like another bun- a bunch of other of our friends on free run right now. Um, so that's something I would recommend you checking out. It's a good, it, it, for, you know, a big D&D fan, like I think you could relate to it for, on some level. So pretty good show that is. But, um, I have nothing. Do you have anything left? I have, I have my, sh- I have to, I have to, I have my spiel to go with, but do you have anything? Left well, I'll leave, I'll leave you with this and then I'll stop talking so you can do your spiel. Like, as we were talking about the starter pack. Um, I like, I literally Googled like top shonen anime of all time and Cromartie high school came up. And oh my I, God. Honestly, I haven't thought about, I haven't thought about Cromartie high school for a while. That's a fucking like, classic. Years. It's a, a fucking classic, classic, dude. I'm like, you're sitting here telling me all this new stuff that I know that I need to like watch and, and whatnot. And I'm just sitting here staring and be like, has it been long enough for me to go back and rewatch Cromartie High School? My, um, bringing up, bringing up old shit. Um, I mean, not old, old shit, but like one of the, one of the guys in the discord I'm in, uh, shout out to what he's saying. Anime. I always got to plug that. This always got to plug that podcast. Um, but he was watching Tenjo Tange, like OG, OG, oh, Tenjo Tange a while ago. And I'm like, dude, like, it's it's a it's a treat, dude. It's a trick and a treat. It's like Halloween, baby. Both. Yeah. Um but yeah, Cromartie High School. Holy shit. Great show. We gotta we gotta try to maybe revisit some of these old shows for yep. classic classic episodes or whatever. But um thanks. Thanks for hopping on. Um appreciate it. Always always fun to talk about the, the shows that we're watching since you know, a lot of our friends don't really watch many things anymore, but that's okay. I get it. Um, so I appreciate you being on this episode today. Always a treat. Love you, buddy.
I love you too, man. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the Waifus and Weeboos episode. Uh, JJK season two as a whole, 23 episodes. Um, what would you, what, this is up there, right? What would you give it in a score overall? Like a nine and a half. Nine, nine and a hook nine and a hook on this uh so miles has added a nine and a half out of ten me i got it at an eight i, I went to an eight nine i have it as a ten on my enemy list so there we go i think it was number three or four on my seasonals this season um because i i had free run above it spy family above it um yuzuki family was about the same but i would put jj uh no yuzuki family was above it i liked it Yuzuki Family coming in as one of my uh, top slice of life anime of all time. I love that show uh, from the fall season. But um, but yeah, uh, JJK season two phenomenal as a whole. Looking forward to the calling game arc. Um, but that is the end of this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, make sure you follow on all the socials. Waifus and Weeboos on Facebook. Waifus and Weeboos on Twitter. I post all the time on Twitter. Um, you know, I don't use the I don't use the the Tumblr or TikTok anymore, so you don't have to really worry about that. I put it in I put it in the synopsis, but don't worry about it at all. Um, join the Discord though. I have the Discord link in there. Join the Discord. Discord is free. Download Discord. Join the Discord. Um, you get to meet awesome people. Um, we got a good uh anime section otaku section we got a sports section we got everything i kind of want to grow the discord a little bit it's one of my little goals this year is to grow the brand grow the discord so join the discord you get to know when i go live on twitch when i do live episodes on twitch and you'll get to go uh you also get to know when i go live on twitch just to play some games or whatever which i want to so a little bit of a news you know to my to miles he's, uh, he's gonna be the first one that hears it but i do i am planning on uh getting a little bit more streaming in this year as well so look forward to that oh, um i think the first game we are going to play once i get you know once things like things are starting to slow down at work so once we get into a good uh vibe i am going to start playing hades on stream um don't, don't tempt me i got i got the controller hooked up you know because I, I fucked up by playing on keyboard and mouse and that was a disaster so um no you can't i, you I, have I, to play I, with I, it. I I got the PS. I got the PS4 controller hooked up, so we're gonna be ready to rock for Hades. Um, but make but make sure you follow the the Twitch. Uh, the Twitch is Source Sensei One. Twitch is free. Make an account. Follow me. I would appreciate it. You get to know when when I go live. Live episodes. Everything. Um, if you're looking for some of the best stickers, peekers, um, anything anime related, uh, t-shirts, go to sukawai.com. Use the promo code Source Sensei One and get five percent off your entire order. Uh, if you're looking for another great anime podcast, check out What Do You Say Anime on all on all accounts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Um, and make sure when you're over there, like listening to theirs, go over to Waifus and Weeboos and hit the subscribe button or hit the like button. Um, really appreciate it. You get to know when I go, you know, again, you get to know when I drop new episodes on whatever podcasting site that you use. Um, and if you're looking for like just any random other podcasts like Chris, like anything based around Christmas or like just anything your heart desires, check out geekscape.net. I'm on geekscape.net as well. Um, the, the abundance of talented, I say it every episode, the abundance of talented individuals on geekscape is insane. The, um, Jonathan and Matt are great guys. They run the site. Uh, they gave, they gave me a great opportunity. I'm, um, 
I, I don't know how much I could say, but I'm working on getting somebody to talk to about something coming up or maybe in the near future. So, you know, look forward to that. Uh, but yeah, check out geeksafe.net. Awesome podcast over there. Um, and that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of the Waifus and Weeboos podcast. Uh, I don't know what I got planning coming up next, but when I do, you'll be the first to know. And we will see you soon. Tell them out, Miles. Bye-bye. Bye. Love yous. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. <laughs>